Yes! That's the intro. Welcome to another awesome episode of the Collective Podcast. Um, we got part two with uh, your favorite, the the evil pixel mashing machine, <laughs> Brad Rigney. mouth from the south. Woo! Oh, what, what? He was doing some beatboxes in er- earlier. I know, too. you got to get that in there somehow. Chicka, chicka, what? <laughs> <laughs> we should, man, because your beatbox is on point. So It's, it's not bad. I've, actually, I was holding back a little bit because I didn't want to embarrass the other beatboxers out there. <laughs> yeah, I could tell. You you weren't hitting the hi-hat as hard as, you know, like you probably could have, but it was no. good. <laughs> no. Yeah, you wanted to, you know, you don't want to depress people. That's no. true. I don't. Yeah, I don't want to crush them with my beatbox skills. The thing that's a, the thing is, I I am one of those people who beatboxes without even knowing it. <laughs> uh, and I used to like we when I lived in Virginia, we had this um, this little piece of shit art studio that was uh, downtown. It was awesome. It was it was underground. I mean, it was like the fucking crypt. I mean, I wish I could have this thing back, but it used to be a restaurant, and um, the guy he wasn't renting it out. The guy who owned the property, uh-huh. and um, you would go downstairs, and it was like dank, and it used to be like this little cool underground restaurant. Actually, Pat Benatar used to play back there way back in the day when oh, it was yeah. she didn't have her band and shit. And it was like a little old school, you know? Yeah, it was like a little bar slash restaurant type thing. Anyway, it it been vacant for a while, and he let us rent it for like you know a couple hundred bucks a month. And me and like five or six other artists were down there, kids from art school, you know, whatever. This was like shit. I don't know, late nineties, I think. Oh, that's cool, anyway, though. Yeah, it was great. It was great. And um but uh I started I don't know when the fuck I started beatboxing. <laughs> I, I loved it so much that it just be kind of came became like this mindless habit. But the thing is I would beatbox shit like I wouldn't beatbox rap songs. It'd be like some lame shit on the way coffee shit, which is where I worked or something like that. So it'd be like girls wanna have fun, like <laughs> it wouldn't be like a cool rap song it'd be something stupid as shit that i heard on some uh station on the way down and like i would do it in the drawing studio oh yeah and they'd be like yeah. shut the fuck up yeah, I'd, yeah, so like, yeah I'd be like dude can you please stop yeah <laughs> i'm like dude, I'm, all right, I'm sorry man i'm sorry to do it but then like 10 minutes later i'd start fucking doing it again it's like a nervous titch i couldn't help whatever. it you know? <laughs> and i still do it you know, like, uh, like when I'm getting ready to go out, you know, I'm running or hustling around trying to get my clothes and stuff for the shower. And I find myself beatboxing, stro- you know, strolling back and forth between the house. <laughs> so now my kids are starting to do it. Oh, perfect. <laughs> but, you know, of course they suck at it. You know, which oh, yeah. Hysterical. Makes you feel bad, right, though? Because you're just like, damn, I wish I, I wish I uh, wasn't so good so they weren't so depressed about their beatboxing well, no, no, skills. I'll look, at, <laughs> no, I'll look at it like that. It's like, I got to get these kids fucking street ready. <laughs> They're going to embarrass me to go out beatboxing like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you got to you gotta prepare them for the streets, you know? That's it. Just Especially get them get some big headphones and just, you know, concentrated amounts of beats. Yep. Um, you know, at least five hours a day of heavy beat listening. Yeah. yeah. This should be good, you know, after like five years. 
Yeah, if that's to get him to stop listening to like the Frozen soundtrack. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> I want to like kill myself. My 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 daughter loves that as well. Oh, dude. And and I and I get it. I get why she loves it because it's sure. perfect for her. You know, it's like it's exactly what she wants to hear. But it's it's like the polar opposite for what I want to hear, though. It's like yeah. la 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 la. It's like no. <laughs> you know what the thing is? It's like the melody is actually. I mean, it's not bad, but the the delivery. Of, I guess the woman's a Broadway singer. She's screaming. <laughs> oh, dude, she's. I mean, she's talented. You know, I don't want to shit on this person. I, you know, but I, I just, I'm not a big fan of her delivery. You know, it, it's very enunciated. It's, it's kind of obnoxious. I think, it like, yeah, the vocals need to be scaled back and like maybe softened a little bit. Like, they needed more of a, uh, be like a jazz singer doing it, so it's a little bit softer. You know, with the delivery, you know, punch your delivery where it needs to be, but. God, this woman is just so it's like it's fucking grating yeah <laughs> yeah i was thinking the same thing i'm like damn she's belting it and it's like okay you can stop belting it because i felt that and then it's like all of a sudden everything sounds the same because she's screaming oh, <laughs> that's funny that you picked up on that too because i was in the theater watching it and i was like oh that's pretty cool oh, you see you you've know? seen it see dude we have we're just right now we're going on pure hype around here all it's been is just you know, we're going to get it on DVD. You know, she hasn't even seen it yet. She's going nuts oh. over the tune and over the little, you know, the characters and stuff like that. She's made little houses and shit out of boxes and stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. That's creative then. Yeah. So she'll dig it. Yeah. It's. Oh, she's way creative, dude. She's got. Um, I mean, we had to sit. We made a little fucking town for her in our closet. She's uh, she is way into My Little Pony. Oh. I think you're telling me your daughter was into My Little Pony, too, right? I think they all are. Maybe, yeah. But <laughs> she is way, way, way into it. She has set up this fucking little pony town, like, city in, in the closet. She's got, like, she's, like, met, she's, like, taped together all these different toys to make houses and apartment buildings out of them. And they're in there arguing all the time about you know, whose birthday it is. And, I mean, oh, man. <laughs> she spends all day back. I mean, I love it. I mean. That's awesome. You know, you take out the context. And what's great and what's cool about it is that she's already world building. It's like yeah. it's like man's natural instinct to yeah. uh, to do this stuff. And she's like creating all these intricate fucking stories and people <laughs> getting married and having babies and within Divorcing two hours. And <laughs> <laughs> like, this one's suing this one for a car accident. And no, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's almost yeah. It's like yeah, it's just like political intrigue in Ponyville. But yeah, she's yeah, she's, uh, she's way into it. It's really cool. Like I remember being a kid and like how much fun it was just to like play with Legos and and yep. build and build worlds and get lost in those worlds. Oh, Speaking yeah. of, have you seen the Lego movie? I have not. I've wanted to. It's really enjoyable, man. It was it was fun. Like they made fun of some really funny stuff without being incredibly rude, but they were just making fun of like kind of sheeple, like people that are just like follow the grain of things, you know. And yeah. then and then and then it had a really cool message at the end. I won't spoil it, but it was it was cool, man. I definitely uh, I recommend it. It was a it was a cool watch. It was it had some really funny bits and like I love Batman, so it was just like yes, Lego Batman. Yes. He's I so saw, silly. I, actually, I saw some of the clips with Batman in them, and they were frigging hysterical. But my, yeah. my my daughter and my wife went to go see it, and she loved it. Awesome. Um, yeah, I guess the bad guy was called President Business or Lord Business or something like that. Yeah, it's perfect, man. And the ending and all that stuff, there's like a whole resolve for it and stuff. And it's as a parent, like, um, it's kind of interesting seeing it, like, kind of how it all unfolded and stuff. And huh. kind of just, 
I don't know. It was it was cool, man. I I liked it. It had it, it had a cool little meaning, a little 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 you know morale kind of thing towards the <laughs> end without being beating you over the head, kind of you know. So well, that's cool. That's what, actually you know what that's what I like about My Little Pony. Is, uh, <laughs> Let's no, talk about this. About, I'm serious about this. No, my daughter was <laughs> uh, she was on the computer watching this thing called Equestria Girls. Do you know what Equestria Girls are? No, I think uh, I think Kira is into it, but I don't know. Well, I have to be because if I get these ponies' names wrong. The shit goes down south fast. <laughs> get pissed off at me. I have to know the names. I have to know the characters. I mean, I spend since I, you know, I I, I watch it during my watch my kids during the day and I work at night on weekends and so we play all day. You know, oh, I homeschool awesome. and then we play all day, and um, you know, I have to talk like all these different characters and 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 uh, and know their personalities and stuff like that because if I don't, I completely fuck the immersion up and she gets pissed off. Understand? Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 I understand. So, um, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, Equestria Girls. Okay, so, real quick, the premise is is that in, um, in Equestria, which is the, uh, which is the, uh, My Little Pony universe, I think it's called Equestria. Pretty sure it is. Anyway, there's like, there, it's a magical kingdom, okay? So, there's this mirror that the ponies can go through, and they go through the other side. It's like a magical warp, and they end up in this other world where they become people. Whoa, fourth dimensional little little horses? No, man, they become people. But they're <laughs> but it's a question. It's a, and then it's it's something else. I forget what the name is. Anyway, but they turn into teenage girls. Okay. Ah. Right. So anyway, <laughs> that's the premise of it. I mean, they keep their names. You know, they have, they all have crazy hair, and there's this crazy plot. Anyway. Not going to pour you to tears with the, with the whole uh, all the details, but essentially there was this thing that she was watching on uh, the computer. Um, uh, it was you can go to the website and look at movies and stuff like that that they have episodes of the show. Yeah, and they were having this. Uh, it was like a dance routine that it was like a live action dance routine. And um, anyway, the producer, the guy who writes and directs My Little Pony, was super into. I mean, this guy was super fucking into it and, uh, <laughs> well he has to be it's well, obviously yeah. successful I, so he, exactly but you know yeah. what the, what he was talking about is uh you know the virtues um of it it's like you know they have um they they have their there's these there are the things called the elements of harmony that all the my little ponies have there's uh, element of honesty element of generosity mm. element of laughter and i think the other one was element of magic so Basically, all the different episodes, they, there's a morale involved. There's yeah. some choice that they have to make where, you know, they make the wrong choice and then they make the right moral choice or whatever. So I don't mind that. That's cool, yeah. I do not mind my kid seeing that shit. And, yeah. and the guy was really into it. And if you forget about the content, this is my other point I was trying to make. If you forget about the content, that is My Little Pony. Yeah. Um, this guy was, uh, you know, he was just extremely passionate about it, into it. And I like the fact that my daughter saw that. And knows that there is a life out her, life out there for her if she wants to pursue that. She doesn't have yeah. to go to college uh, and all that stuff. She can pursue a, a creative life pursuing these things. Like you just don't have to sit back and consume it. Yeah, you know, definitely. You can go out and create it. You know. Yeah. That's and uh, good. it is good. So I'm glad that she saw that shit. You know, it's you know we get caught up in you know the commercialization and you know all this other stuff, but. You know, it's. I think um, it's important that we, you know, tell our kids that, like, you know, sure, there's a lot of crap and junk out there, a lot of commercialization, a lot of products. But the thing is, 
that's a life out there for you that you can sustain yourself off of, creating products, creating characters and worlds. You know, it, it, I, I, th- I, I think it's easy to dismiss all the junk out there as, as you know, crap instead of looking at it as a creative endeavor, you know, no matter what it is. You know? Yeah, people are making. I mean, anytime I ever doubt any idea that I have, I always say the words "teenage mutant ninja turtles," and I go, "Hey, it's possible." You know? Thank you. You know, because yeah. it's like as silly and crazy as that is. Like that was my shit growing up. Like I oh, was yeah. obsessed with it growing up. Like yeah. I had to have them, and I was I wasn't. We weren't really um, like wealthy or didn't have much money. So like, I think um, I got like one one of the dudes or two of the dudes or something for like a birthday or Christmas. And I just lost my shit. Cause it was like my yeah, favorite man. thing. And, and so when, so that's basically what I'm saying. And it's the same thing with like, um, my little pony. I think it just resonates with little girls because uh, ponies and stuff in general, just what it is. Exactly. But see, the thing is when you got the teenage mutant Ninja Turtle, it wasn't about having the character. It was what you associated with it. Yeah. yeah. It's what I did with my imagination with exactly. the character. Same with like GI Joe and stuff like that. Cause I was obsessed with GI Joe's as well. For and me, it was Micronauts, man. I mean, I think I'm older than you. I think yeah, I'm Micronauts are a bit older. Yeah. Yeah. The Micronauts. It was, uh, what the hell else was it? I think it was still like the nine inch, uh, superheroes that had like clothing on that you could like button <laughs> back. Did you I have mean, the WWF like dolls? Did you have the you guys have the WWF like stuffed dolls? You guys have yeah, that? man. Yeah, that was awesome. I used to power slam them on the bed. <laughs> Fucker. <laughs> we also had like the life size. Actually, when I was a kid, we had really probably stuff now that's probably worth a lot and people go nuts over. But we had like you know the the foot tall Godzillas that could launch his fucking hand off of his body. And yeah, that's on. They, the, I saw that the, on. Uh, they had the Geiger alien where you could you know click the back. There was like a thing in the back of his long head that you could click, and like his second set of jaws came out the front. And the thing uh, was like, fourteen inches tall. The thing was fucking badass. Awesome. They made toys pretty big back then. I remember they. Uh, they I, I was kind of addicted to watching that comic book men show. Have you ever seen that show? Comic book man. No, I haven't seen that. Kevin Smith show. He's got his friends that um, run his comic book shop uh, co- uh, out in I think New Jersey or something. Um, but it's it's pr- it's pretty awesome, man. And and they got all these random people coming in with like things that they're trying to sell and stuff. And so they have all these like just old nostalgic toys and comics and stuff and these old stories and stuff. It is really cool. But they they brought in one of this guy. I think this guy brought in that same exact Godzilla thing that is. Yeah. So, something punched out and it was like a big ass thing and um but yeah it's it's weird now because of um the upper middle class um these people that were fans of this stuff growing up but didn't get it or lost it or something wanted back it creates a whole nother like subcategory of of money making basically sure. which yeah, is a interesting whole demographic there to aim at yeah well that's what i think what the the mondo thing the movie poster thing uh, appeals to appeals to movie lovers in general but it also appeals to art lovers and fans of like real old movie posters like the um uh, drew struzan kind of posters you know like yeah. artistic interpretations of posters rather than photoshop like lens flares and shit he has a um like a documentary now on netflix that's pretty awesome i've seen parts of it i haven't um i haven't had a chance to check it out i wish i had more time to uh to check out all the fucking awesome stuff that's out there all those cool documentaries there's never enough time but i'll tell you that's a good one if you get a chance to it's a it's a good one it's actually good to watch because you should like for all people all artists out there just to be aware of how to like 
protect yourself and and uh, not kill yourself. Like I don't know what something something was weird with that guy's career. Where I was like, dude, at what point do you just go like this isn't working or like I need to make more money. This is ridiculous, you know. because yeah. so, <laughs> he was yeah. he would slave and, and and I'm not trying to say anything against him because I think that um, I think a lot of it contributed to his amazing work because he yeah. was he was slaving and not making a ton of cash so he, he couldn't get ahead on him like he couldn't get a big ego kind of thing going on so his work dude i know all about that man that's that's the name of my tune it takes me a long time to produce what i produce so yeah. uh i miss out on a lot of money if you know but that's my choice i would i would much i would much rather like i was talking to james zapata the other night we were just chit-chatting and um james he asked, me, <laughs> he asked me how how long it took me to do a um, a set of cards for Applebot. Yeah. And I said, well, it takes me about two and a half months. And he was like, oh my God, dude. Ah. <laughs> I said, well, you know, it's my choice. I just, I, I can't, um, and nothing against people who do, but I just, I can't, um, I, I just, I just can't shortcut stuff. I just, I got to work on it until it tells me it's finished. Yeah. And I've just made the decision that, um, I'm going to, uh, make less money to produce, um, you know, something that fulfills uh, my standard of integrity, you know, the, the level of integrity that I want to keep. And, you know, a lot of people would say, well, that's asinine and that's stupid. Well, okay. So I don't know if that's you know, stupid. That's I think that's, I well, yeah. Well, are you able to support your family? You know, sure. it, well, fuck it. Who cares then? <laughs> that's what I think. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm able to contribute. I mean, we couldn't survive only off of what I make, you know, but my wife works and I wouldn't want her to not work because she enjoys what she does, you know? Yeah. That's totally essential too. When you're in a relationship or a marriage and you guys are both, you guys, cause she has her own separate life where she does things, exactly. you know, and that's important to have that gap, you know? Well, yeah, that, and I also made the decision that you know I was gonna uh, I was gonna stay home with the kids because uh, once we had them, had my daughter, you know, before we had them and uh, we were pregnant with my daughter, you know, the the plan was is that we'd put her in daycare, and yeah. uh, when she was born, that immediately got tossed out the window. Yeah. I, could, <laughs> I, I just couldn't reconcile somebody else raising my kid, raising yeah. my flesh and blood. You know, she's mine. And, uh, well, no, she's, she's, she's hers, but you know, <laughs> she's mine. Yeah. I mean, I didn't have a kid just to pass it off to somebody else. Yeah. Please. It's like, I made the decision to have a kid. So I, I'm, I'm her chaperone. I'm her, I'm her guardian, you know, until she's old enough to take care of herself. So, uh, you know, that's the whole point. That's inspiring, you know? dude. That's good to hear. You know, I think that, I don't think that people have the intention when they have kids that they, they understand how hard it is, how challenging it is, how much sacrifice there is to make. But, um, but when you decide to make choices like that for your child and for yourself, <clears throat> it's an interesting one um, because a lot of people in America, especially um, um, just because of, I don't know how the, fra like the, in America's family system seems to be a bit fractured as of lately. Like it's a not, it's, yeah, it's not, a, it's not like the Asian culture, which is like very much like, uh, you know, like take care of your, your elders kind of stuff, you know? Sure. And, uh, now, our, our society is inc incredibly fractured and, um, I think has its priorities completely fucked up when it comes to the family, completely fucked up. Yeah. It's really unfortunate. Right. Uh, and I, I didn't really realize it until I looked at like my own self and my own family and I realized like, fuck, I'm not doing this right. You know, like, but I, I, I didn't have a dad growing up and I can't blame anybody. It's not like I'm trying to blame anybody, but I didn't have like, it's not about that. It's not about blame. It's about your point of reference of what you have to work with. I'm, exactly. I'm similar to you where I had a very, um, um, 
your father was absent, uh, but you know I had a different experience where I had a very chaotic and abusive relationship uh. with my dad. And the thing is, you have to. Um, there comes a point, and and I think, I think you and I just chatted a bit about this kind of stuff. But there comes a point where you can no longer blame your 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 childhood and your how you were introduced to the world as oh, yeah, an excuse absolutely. to enable yourself to keep doing fucked up stuff yeah you yeah. just can't that just you makes just, you yeah. unaccountable and just a douche exactly yeah. yeah yeah and our society is filled with this kind of fucking victim mentality especially among men these days it's disgusting <laughs> yeah and, no it really is it's just like um uh uh it's just there there seems to be a a, a I wouldn't say rampant, but there's a lot of emasculation going on. And I mean, look at look at how many families don't have men in them. You know uh, how um, single mothers. Um, you know, it just seems to be this attitude of just of just kind of cutting out. Yeah, there and, has uh, been for a while, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, from the '80s. And, pretty... and how did you know? How did this happen? You know, yeah. how did um, you know, there's a lot of. You know, there's a, there's a lot of you know theory craft about how that happened, but over time, it just seems like that, um, um, you know, men are just. Uh, I wouldn't say men. It's more more young men are are um, being douches. I don't know, man. I don't. I, <laughs> I just don't know how to coin it. I don't yeah. Know how to coin it, but um, I'm looking it, for like you know the catchphrase. It's going. It's much more complex it. than that, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's not just one thing. Yeah. It's not just one thing, but. Um, anyway, back to what we were talking about. I think it's when society meets primal urge, you know? I think that's what it is, you know? Well, I don't know what it is, man. I, I, I mean, <laughs> look at what's going on with football. Let's take football, for instance. I'm not a huge fan of football. My wife loves it. But the the crying and the whinging about how rough football is, how rough it is in our kids... How these men are just too—it's—it's it's such a violent, horrible spin. The concussions—it's like, dude, okay, what were these? These men were victimized. It's like, what they didn't know what they were getting into. Yeah, they knew what they were getting into. You know, there's like this culture of like, you know, these—they're just—it's this gladiatorial, violent sport. It's just like this. There seems to be like this, especially within the past couple of years. There's been like this massive, like, uh, character assassination of of football. And the people who play it, you know, huh? Look at all. Well, the I know stuff. that that's. I know that there's been. Um, <clears throat> you don't. There's a lot of concussions that have happened, obviously, for a lot of pro players, and and sure. with concussed accidents and stuff like that, it, it takes a while for it to really show. And I think that these older dudes that played football like professionally are they just lost their shit. Like, and I think they've led a lot of things to like. I think even with like Junior Seau, I think that's the guy that committed suicide. Sure. But these concussions and stuff, they lead to. <clears throat> all kinds of weird things that happen. So there is a threat and there is a thing that's like, you know, if you're throwing your body at somebody going that fast, yeah, like you're going to get hurt and it's not good sure. for you or anybody around you really, you know? So know, but uh, these are grown-ups though, can't they make that decision? I am right there for you with you there, you know? Like I feel the same way. I feel like if you're going to like when I go to do jiu-jitsu, like I, I got armbarred really bad like 3 weeks ago or so and my arm popped out and I had it like my it was my left arm too, so like I was like, shit, but uh, it, I it let it heal, and I feel better now, and I can roll, but that was my choice, and I know the risk, you know, and, exactly. I, and when, when it happened, I'm like, well, life. shit, you know? Yeah, but you love it enough where the risk is worth it to you. Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've been back quite a few times since. <laughs> I just tell I just tell them, hey, this arm's fucked, don't fuck with it, 
Yeah, yeah I went through that too. I, when I, I took Taekwondo for a little while and, um, uh, you know, I'd get injured sparring or, um, that's the tickle you know, fighting one, right? I didn't like it. <laughs> Just fucking with you. <laughs> no, it's it's more of like a kicking it. thing, huh? It's a lot of kicking, and also I just—it's not that I didn't like it. I like the idea of of studying an ancient art, you yeah, know, because that's so what cool. it is. But the thing is, I found it to be too dependent on what your opponent. Yeah, reactional. I hate that shit. It's like, it, dude, they're yeah, not going to do that shit, and it's not like yeah. video games where I just push a combo. It's like, right, yeah, yeah, it just seemed like, okay, if your enemy does this, well, then you do this, this, and this. And it's kind of like, well, that's not real life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that. It's, I think it's with the understanding that your opponent is using a style. Yeah. And uh, your opponent doesn't necessarily use a style. You know, what if your opponent decides to change styles or decides to not follow a style? Yeah, yeah, that's that would, that would be my one big complaint about any of that stuff would be that. And I haven't tried it, so I can't really say, but I would be, I would grow really tired of quickly of that. That's why I like, I love jujitsu, especially the no-gi newer age of jujitsu. It's much more like dynamic and like all my friends that are really killer at it are the two dudes that are just crushing it at, at like my camp right now are, are friends that I, I knew from breakdancing. So they, they use their bodies in totally different ways. Wow. Like my buddy Giovanni, he's a black belt now and he's, he got his black belt in three and a half years. It's kind of unheard of. It's like, it usually takes Holy like, it usually yeah, takes like, like a five or eight year deal, five right? or eight year deal. Exactly. Yeah. So he's at three and a half years, I think in, and he's got a wow. black belt and he's fucking amazing. And he's so humble but he crushes it because he's got such a really good mind of his body and, and he used to dance like they used to do really amazing like break dancing but it was like contortionist stuff if like, if you if you're listening and and you as well on the other line of this if you can check it out it's uh they're the freak show that's what they're called the crew's called the freak show and they do like contorted contortionist kind of break dancing it's a whole different Something way of looking at it. it's really cool and they're some of my favorite people i love them giovanni yeah, what a great and what Richie. a great see i love i love it when i hear about people doing stuff like that where they can see um a pattern in unrelated things and then marry them oh it gets amazing man and like and i see it too and i watch them roll it's like oh you're fucking you're dancing right now and the way that they think that they're they've killed it so far is that they use their dancing ability to kind of accelerate their growth in jujitsu, which That's is awesome. fucking so killer, you know, and they I've just crush. Seen, you know what I've seen uh, not too long ago is uh, I think uh, the name of this is right. It's called parkour. Yeah, parkour. Yeah, yeah. The um, that shit is fucking awesome. <laughs> it's sketchy, dude. I don't know. I, that stuff is out of control. <laughs> I could watch dudes do that all day. I mean, of course, yeah. <laughs> I have to move, and I'd like completely like, like shatter my ribs doing anything like that. <laughs> um, I love watching guys do that. I could probably do that from when I was younger, but yeah, your body changes when you get into the forties. Oh yeah, you're just like hey. Uh, yeah, you're fucked. <laughs> pretty much, uh, pretty much. It's like when I hit, I didn't believe the hype either. Yeah, me neither. I was like, yeah, whatever. You're just an old bitch. Shut up, you know. Exactly. And, I, and I was like, oh, Ben and Jerry's. It stuck to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Fucking it's more than just that. It's like you know, you just you wake up. You're like, what the fuck ache is that? Yeah. <laughs> Yesterday. How dare it? How dare I feel shit. like that? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, more about the pussification of men. Um, <laughs> is uh, for instance, you see a lot of this stuff. Actually, you see a lot of it online. More, I think probably more is that, um, you know, you see um, people getting just like pe- people can't take a punch. Like men, they can't take a punch these days online. You know? Like, yeah, yeah. You talk a little rough about stuff, or you 
I mean, for instance, you know that, that thing that you, you point out, you, you put up the other day? It was fucking hysterical. It was like that diagram about what to do with your opinion. Oh, yeah, you stick it up your ass. Yeah. Stick yeah. it up your ass. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I'm reading the comments, and one of these dudes comes like, okay, so how did you mean that? You know, uh, in what context? Uh, personally or in your professional life? I know, I read that. I was like, God. <laughs> Dude, what do you think? No, you just, any situation, shove your opinion up your ass. I don't care what you think. <laughs> yeah. You know? What do you yeah. mean? situation it's like you don't like someone's opinion okay fuck off i'll go find someone who agrees with me yeah <laughs> i mean I, I mean there 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 comes a i think maybe he was talking about like constructive criticism right, and how right, to grow right, from right, that right, but right. I, but i yeah but i'm at the same way and i think it was just because i might have been dealing with like a really fucking douchebaggy client that i'm just like you just you're you're just wasting my life you're wasting my yeah. time and i'm just like ah this is your, like i wanted to send that to that person so badly just like Here's your opinion, and and goes and, and and when I and and I when I'm doing work in general for clients, there's some amazing clients that I love, and there's some clients that just don't get it, and I want to do this. It's like, dude, you have no educated opinion on this, and and when right. you when you're giving me opinions on these things, it's like, well, well, you're you are paying me, so if it's uh, it's my it's my it's my uh, choice to d- to put up with this, but. You could just shove that up your butt. <laughs> like, um, it's like these companies, they hire art directors and the brand, you know, the, 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 uh, the whoever's in, in charge of the brand or the, you know, overall creative director just fucking overrides their decision anyway. It's like, why do you even have an art director if you're just going to use the guy as a fucking bailout? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're yeah. like, we must hire this guy because we need to have somebody here to do that, to fill that yeah. desk. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it yeah, seems weird. Make this decision. It's like, okay, well. You know, all right. Well, you know, here's the direction the art director says to the, you know, to the, to the, to the, uh, you know, overall, you know, execs or whatever. It's like, you know, this is the direction we should go. This is what moves units. This is what people like. And the, you know, the, the, the director's like, nah, let's just do this. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> You're yeah. like the master of all realities, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, it, you know, fine. You have an opinion or something like that, but it's like, why do you just, why do you go out and hire? You just just hire a monkey to answer a phone. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's been a struggle. <clears throat> I try to keep um, my 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 positivity up as high as I can because if I don't, I just lose my shit. You know, because I just exactly. like, oh my god, what the hell? But um, I try not to take it personal, and <clears throat> I think, but it's it's just a challenge though. It's it's part of the. I know it comes along with the territory, you know, and and I found myself um also giving opinions when I'm when I have a certain position giving opinions on stuff that I probably shouldn't but then when yeah. I catch myself doing that I, I I try to go okay let me ask this other person that is better than me at this and ask them what they think and get them involved in some way so that it helps with my opinions and just the project in general because at the end of the day I'm just trying to make the best thing that I can you know exactly see yeah. but that's what a man does that's 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 what I'm talking oh, about thank you sir that- <laughs> Yeah, well, that's what a man does. You, you, um, you, you know, you seek out somebody who's more skilled. You don't just expect people to uh, fall down because they want to spare your feelings. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. And there's so much of that shit. Is you know, people's feelings. Everyone wants to be say, Everyone's you know opinion has to matter the same. Everyone has to have this the same amount of uh, influence. No, I'm sorry, that's just not how it works. Yeah, there are just some people who are better at things. There are some people who like. For instance, this whole notion of equality, you know, like that—that's, you know, I don't know. We're, I don't want to get too deep into the, you know, philosophical, theoretical. Go end for of things, it, because it's—I feel the same way. It's kind of it's, odd. Yeah, in inequality, is nature. 
There is no such thing as equality. Let's take you and me, for example, okay? Totally different. Totally different. Like, I am devastatingly handsome. <laughs> you are not. <laughs> I, I, I have a full, luxurious head of hair. <laughs> I do not. You were bald. <laughs> there, we have, you know, we're not equal. Right there, we're not equal. But, like, let's take it on a non-funny terms. Like, you're skilled with a whole bunch of programs that I don't even I'm using like uh, you know a 1982 version of Photoshop. You know? um, <laughs> You're using Curl Painter One. Right, right. <laughs> I, no, I, I, I use Photoshop Seven, which is really dated. I really would love to upgrade it, but nah, it's, it works. Keep going. It works. But anyway, point being is that I'm not just going to strut into a situation and expect my opinion to be as valuable as yours when it comes to just because we're both in the same field. You know what I mean? This is this is patently obvious. But you yeah. see this, um, but you see this trend in society uh, these days where everyone's opinion has to matter. And I'm sorry, it does fucking not matter. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's per case, but yeah, I agree because it, it what it actually does is it, um, for me at least, it, it diminishes the uh, intent. Exactly. Yeah, and it and it takes away the like the best things in life. I think come from a significantly harsh amounts of intent you know <laughs> like it's like exactly. this yeah. is my fucking intent and this is you know hear me roar basically so the, the yeah. best art the best everything it's like the, the intent is, and when it's strong but when you have a that's what really blows my mind when when a product like like the iphone works you know like how is right. that how did that fucking happen and it must have happened from from steve and, and a crew of his fucking minions just be like i don't fucking care that must be this way shut the fuck up yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it comes from pure passion in fact I forget what the story. I think it was over an operating system. It was a while ago. They they did some kind of operating system which sucked. Yeah, and, while um, long t- it was next, I think, or something like. There was a lot of fucking. That guy felt faced a lot of adversity in his life. Oh yeah, he overcame oh, yeah. it there, like a boss. Yeah, there, there was one operating system where like they claimed it was going to do a bunch of stuff, and it just didn't. It was <laughs> it was just badly implemented. And um. Anyway, I think he. Forget, you know. I wish I, I've heard this story several times, and I forget the exact nuances. How dare but, you? But he basically pulled all the all the people in on his project, Steve Jobs, and says, "Can somebody tell me what X and X is supposed to do?" And they're like, "Well, it, you know, ba 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 ba." And he's like, "Then why doesn't it do it?" And he fired everybody. <laughs> what and, a boss! Yeah, and then restarted it, um, or he he did something to the effect where it was just like. Basically, it was, yeah, he brought down the fucking guillotine and was just like, you know, don't bullshit me, you know, yeah. do what you say you can do. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're not, you know, if you're not, if you don't understand the focus and it's time to go, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I think you got to be willing to, you got to be willing to do that. Um, you got to be willing to hurt people's feelings, unfortunately, you know? Yes. And, it, and, it, and, it, and I think it, I think it's with, li- I mean, I don't know, it, it's hard because I've dealt with people that cut their other people's heads off too fast and it and it and it and, it, and it actually does more damage than good so i think it's within reason you know but i think well exactly um, that's about being a man too is knowing when to bring it down and knowing when to not yeah yeah or just a, a decent person you know like you just understanding no, that like you're being a man <laughs> no, it's male it's all male all yeah. the time i'm hoping that there's a few women out here out there that listen to the podcast and aren't just like fuck these guys <laughs> and i've been i've been actually 
actually trying to figure out like how to find uh, some talented chicks that want to come and have a chat on here. So if, you, if you're there out there, there aren't any. <laughs> All right, Brad said it. So uh, yeah. <laughs> now you got to do a beatbox out into the yeah, just fade off into the darkness. You know, you know who you need to get on, man. Get on Carla Ortiz or get on uh, Naomi Baker. Yeah. Yeah, those guys—they're great. Yeah, I'm down. Yes. I'm down. I'm down to talk to anybody that's passionate Ortiz about this. Ortiz is awesome, man. Um, who else is out there? I'm trying to think. But no, you're right. It's it, it's not just a male thing. It's um it's a human being thing. Just knowing when to. Um, yeah, we're talking it. about being a good human being here. You know, yeah. I think that's really. But I mean, <clears throat> I think it like I think that kind of spawned and and came about because of your when I you're saying basically like that you decided to sacrifice certain things in life to raise your child because you decided yeah. to have a child and that that's fucking cool man like that's well that's it's not a sacrifice so it depends on how you look that's at it true. i know what you're saying i know what yeah. you're saying but there is a i mean there's a price to everything yeah and um it's worth it to me because there, there you, uh, you know like you did when you grow up you know what it's like not to have that strong figure not to have that influence and have to build it up in yourself it fucking sucks but it does, it does suck but if you got it you can do it so but you can do it. The thing is, yeah. I wouldn't take it back. Yeah. Now, looking back, it, it's made me who I am, and I like who I am a lot. And um, it's made me find these res- hidden reserves of strength yeah. where I didn't. I probably might not have ever tapped into them had it not been for the suffering and for that having that void in my life. But you know, like we talked about last time, you know, I sought my father um, in in drugs, and in uh, alcohol, and chaotic and sick people. You know, yeah. I looked. I looked for that, and other things. You know, for the easy, for the for the for the easy band aid to make the feeling go away. Isn't that know? odd how we do that? You know, like it's weird. I it used to. I, I did it in relationships. You know, like sure. I did it. I tried to find that solace or that comfort in relationships when I should have just tried to find it in myself. You know. Yep. Didn't yep. realize that till later, though. It's like fuck. Well, the thing is, you know what? I, I have to. I actually have to disagree with you there. I don't think it's a realization thing. I think mm. it's an. Ex- you you finally ran into enough brick walls where you're like, okay, let me look for another way. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Experience. You know, bitter. It's bitter experience. It's yeah, not that's true. Realization. It's um, because I had to go through um, a lot of darkness um, and making a lot of stupid decisions. Well, number one, because you know. Really, the first reason is that I, I was introduced to a world where that's what I knew. Yeah. And second of all, I wasn't teachable at all. It was like, you know, like we talked about last time, I'd see people fucking up and I'd be like, yeah, he's just doing it wrong. Yeah. You know? Instead of being like, uh, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. The t- <laughs> you're talking about the tool monkey or something like that. Exactly. The, the tool using. Tool using ape. Yeah. yeah tool, tool using ape. Yeah. <laughs> I kept, so I kept that in my mind after the podcast. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> well, that's what you are i am not a tool using ape i, kept throwing, I decided to keep throwing shit at the wall uh, yeah, I, I was throwing shit at walls for a while so yeah I, i'm not yeah yeah <laughs> there's something to be learned from throwing shit at walls i think i'm not sure what it is <laughs> yeah there's something there's something there <laughs> yeah well, last time yeah the last time we talked we really didn't get to talk about art very much what i don't which i don't mind but, What's uh, art? Who cares about that stuff? Right? <laughs> no, we should talk about art this time. Yeah, we should. I guess, you know, considering it is kind of the theme. Since it's, yeah, kind of the point of the show, I guess. But uh, 
<laughs> I don't know. There's yeah. so many other interesting things to talk about besides that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Before we jump away from that, though, I just I think it's really rad that you've made the choice to do that and put your family in priority up top. You know, uh, I lost track of that um, pretty quickly when I got stuck in the mad the mad rat race. You know, sure. My priorities shifted and everything else shifted and everything. I was like, well, I need to fucking do this to do that. And then all of a sudden, these emails oh, yeah. and people's requests got way more important than everything else. And then, oh yeah. Before I knew it, I was like Robin Williams in Hook, where I was just being a douche. You know. Yep. It's it? it's um the thing is though you don't you don't realize you're being a douche until it's too late. Yeah, you know, it can, it can well, sneak up on you. It really can. And um, you know what? What really matters? It's like when I come to the to that point where I will die, I want to be able to look back without any kind of regret. Yeah. And say, what did I live for? I lived for being the best daddy and being the best artist that I could be. You know, yeah. I tried to take. What about husband? Gifts. Yeah, best husband, best friend. I mean, tried to get, take what I was given and make it as meaningful as I possibly can. Yeah, to yourself, based off your own stuff, and it's good. That's good. I mean, that must you must have had a really good involvement with like a good core group of people too. I, I bet you probably get that from the AA stuff, where you get like a a good core connection to some rawness from people. I guess you know, people yeah. willing to expose themselves to the the fact that they're not perfect and it's kind of fucked up and well like, you know we're, we're talking about patterns and um i think from one of these patterns that i've seen is life in life you're talking about aa and you're absolutely right aa basically made me into a human being and um um when you talk about patterns is that you know more that we're talking about you know people in relation to the government people in relation to um god people in relation to science uh, people in relation to art there's a pattern in all of these things, and that is how we perceive them and how we keep our perceptions trapped. You know? Yeah. I think it's called I think it's called metacognition. It's basically thinking about how you think about stuff. And um, I, 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 I try to spend time thinking about that. And a lot of the patterns that I've seen, whether it's quitting alcohol and drugs or whether it's um, you know, um, fighting your own character defects to excel at your job or fighting your own character defects to excel in your family or wherever it is, you, you, you come, you begin to see pattern of your behavior. And what I've seen in my own behavior is, I'm, you know, this is, I can't say this is true for anybody else, but for me, it's like, I keep stumbling into this never ending battle between how my experience and how I perceive things keeps me trapped doing the same things over and over again. Yeah. Instead of, and, um, you know, I don't know what you call that. I don't know whether I'm just taking a long way to, to, no. to describe, um, it's your own you personal know, thing though. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, and, and the pattern that I see is, is, is like, um, is basically mental slavery. It's like, um, yeah. it's keeping yourself, um, trapped in a, in a pattern and I, I think that pattern gets broken the more you ex obviously the more you experience yeah life and you know you, you get to see where you, you know need to adjust things but it's not always obvious and we don't know when we're hurting ourselves sometimes it's odd yeah. that way right you would think that our machine the way we set up would would realize that you know yeah yeah with like you know um I don't know, take any kind of uh, behaviors where you, you, you hurt yourself with it, where it's positive or negative. It's like the intent 
is, isn't what matters. It's the result. You know, you could have the best intentions. Yeah. And, and the results end up, you end up getting, it's like, you know, why, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying so hard to, you know, support my family or do the right thing. And you, you end up creating more chaos and discord and resentment by trying to control other people's experiences. Yeah. You know, how they experience you or how they should experience what you're doing. Um, and um, I found that the more I let go of that, basically what I'm trying to boil it all down to and say is that I find that the more I try and exercise my will over life, the worse it gets. Yeah, yeah. And the more um, I try and, you know, for me, it's, you know, how can I open myself to, um, you know, God and, and serve a, a higher purpose or, you know, uh, you know, not just basically not just think of myself the whole time and uh, not have it be the Bradshaw all the time. And since, <laughs> I con- since I've concentrated on that, you know, what can I add to life instead of what can I take? Yeah, yeah. You know, I think that's and, a that's a definition of happiness. So is when you when you're giving to the level where it's it's it comes back properly, yeah. but you give to the right people. You know, that's a yeah. And, but sometimes you know we start off and um, happiness isn't giving. You know, like for yeah, a long time, my my sense of fulfillment and sense of happiness was what I could take, what I could accomplish, how I could get project myself out there how i could influence my environment with my will yeah. and uh, that's where my i thought that my sense of purpose and happiness would come from yeah. and i've discovered as life has gone on that it's been the opposite and i was really afraid to give into that and now that's where we're talking about the crux between family and career that you were talking about before how you can get caught up in the douchery and you think you're doing the right thing you think you're doing what should be done and yeah, uh, yeah. you're doing it for altruistic reasons, but then you see that you're trying to exercise your will over people, places, and things. It might be for a good reason, but the result is not good. Yeah, you know? it isn't. No, it's true. It isn't because it's um, it's a it's an endless void. You know, it's a shallow, endless void that will never be fulfilled. And it's it's, it's the demise of most people, I think. And it's been a really weird realization for me because. I've, that's kind of, I've, that's weird that you're saying that because yeah, that was kind of where I thought my happiness would come from. And, 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 and all, and all, um, it's, it is true. I do have, I do get happiness and I get content when I create something that I enjoy and, and, sure. <clears throat> and it's fun and I get to share it with people that I respect and it's, it's cool. It's, it's, it's like, but it's only one part of the dimension, I think, you know, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, I think that's necessary in our youth though. I think we need that singleness of purpose to, um, to excel, to get where we're at. Sure. And I think where you're at is completely natural. It's like, I think it's for lack of a better term, you've made it. And you kind of, I think this happens to a lot of it doesn't really. It doesn't even have to be art. It can be any career. You get to a point where the singleness of purpose. You sacrifice so much in your personal life, your social life, um, and you alienate a lot of people and things by pursuing this this goal, the singleness of purpose. Yeah. And once you get to a certain place where you realize that um, that the 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 fulf- not I don't want, no I wouldn't say realize where the the fulfillment that you get from it becomes hollow. Yeah, yeah. And um, you ask yourself, well, why? Wait a minute. Why? I dedicated yeah. myself to this. I should be really happy right now because I have completely focused myself into a fucking laser beam to get to this point in life. But it's hollow and empty. Yeah. And I understand. 
I understand that. But then you then you start searching around outside of yourself. Well, what's next? When I don't to me for me that wasn't that wasn't what should have been done. I needed to say, well, what is what's incomplete within me? Yeah, yeah, that's and, true. Uh, yeah, because you go inside to find the answer. You know, right. an honest, uh, honest look at yourself. You know. Yeah, yeah, and it's not easy to be. I mean, it's not easy to be honest with yourself. Nobody wants to level their pride and say that they're wrong. Um, you know, nobody wants to do that. But um, through doing that, I've discovered what you know, what, which really gives me the most fulfillment in life. And, and um, you know, part of it's art. You know, um, but most of it is um, is uh, trying to be the just be the best person i can be to uh, for my family you know yeah yeah it's true um and you know i guess to serve a a higher purpose and i guess that's what i was talking about through absolutes is those you know family um family and god uh for me those things have uh have have just trumped um art yeah you know aa and you know really helping people out of addiction i mean we talk about this last time but um really um it's kind of snapped it into focus for me as being a very Im- important work um because um, i know what that's like um to you know be at that at that place in life where you see only meaninglessness and emptiness and um you can't wrap your mind around another way to be like you've just faith in nothing and uh that it means nothing is going nowhere Mm. you know that's that's what life is that's what life is and there's nothing you can do to stop that other than just numb yourself to it and i i know what it's like to be there but i also know what it's like to be pulled out of that yeah And, and to me that's become way more important and i get that that ties into what i was trying to say before about the whole mental slavery thing is whether it's addiction, whether it's being like a you know a workaholic or, you know, uh, you know, obsessed with your with your own problems and uh, trying to change everything in your life to to make it work is like is is that that pattern of basically self deception. Yeah, you know, it's it's something that I've seen. Just it's become so clear to me about how. For, for good or ill, you know, the intent may be good, intent may be bad, but how we deceive ourselves. And, um, yeah, it's constant know, deception. <laughs> it's yeah, really man, weird. It's, it's like you, you don't even know you're doing it. Yeah. You know, you don't even know you're doing it because you're clouded by the intent. You're, you're clouded by, like, uh, the ideal of what you're doing. It's like, I'm doing this, I'm doing it for a good reason, this result should happen. And you get caught up in the altruism of it, and it not necessarily may be what's really happening, you know? Yeah. Um, you might be hurting people. You're, you're alienating people to pursue this goal. Yeah, yeah. It's really interesting, though. I, I find it to be just a total mental fuck because, like, yeah. once you think that you're doing something right and then you realize, I'm not doing it right, you know? It's like, damn. And, and it's constantly, I don't know, for me, I'm constantly trying to get proper perspective of myself so I can be a better person for everybody around me. But at the same yep. time... to but at the same time, I'm very hard on myself. If I don't push hard and, and live yep. up to my abilities each day, I feel like I've failed in a sense, you know? So sure, I need, man. I need to relax a little bit more, probably. Well, I don't know. You see, I don't, 
I think this is. I think that's part of the prison of being a driven person. Mm, yeah, it's you know, I think part that's part of, of the price. It's like, um, I I think that I I think that um, I think there really might not be a resolution to that. You just got to you've got to find a you've got to strike a balance between um, being driven and wanting to accomplish um, these goals, and um, between that and between you know the effect that that drive has on everybody else. I mean, that's something I run into all the time. And, um, I think that that's a common, that's a common foil for, uh, people who are driven is to find that balance between what's really meaningful in life and the meaning that you derive from pursuing the things that you love. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a very hard balance to get, you know, and it's like we, we have a lot of our, as artists, we have a lot of our happiness and contentment and meaning caught up in being able to excel uh, at our craft. Yeah. But there becomes a point where um, you start suffering needlessly, you know? Yeah. Uh, but that, that, that threshold's different for everyone. And, yeah, uh, it is. It is. It's, everybody has their own level, you know, whether they're, what they're willing to put up with, you know? Yeah, and, and all that stuff, and it's it does, it do, it just can be very confusing, you know. If you don't have a good moral compass and you don't have a good setup of what you need to be doing, and you're not, your intentions aren't. You think your intentions are good, but they're not. It's just it can become very confusing, you know. It's, yeah, it's it's fucked up, man. It's fucked up. I think that's I think that's what's really key. I think if you if uh, me personally, I, I really enjoy my life. I think there's a couple of things that I should change and, and work on, like getting more sleep and. And having a better balance of just how I deal with my time and and, yeah, and, and saying no more often. I need to say no way more often. I've started I, doing that, man. I so good. Saying no, getting more sleep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Finally. Just taking care of myself. But it's like, you know, it seems we're talking about it. It seems like such a novel thing. But it's like you've got to bust your ass to get to a certain station in this business to yeah. where you can. You can say no. <laughs> you can't say no. You, yeah. you have to. Uh, you've got to bust your balls to make a name for yourself. And Yeah. I think it's just getting to a point where you know you make a name for yourself, and now it's time to not necessarily bust your balls, but just keep what you've got. You know, you still got to work hard to keep what you've got. Yeah, of course. I'm not talking about not working hard. And and there, after the end of this, at the end of every day, if I've if I've accomplished all the goals that I set out the night before, then I feel like damn good. You know, even if I get 80% of it, I feel like very accomplished. But it can be very uh, challenging sometimes um, to get everything done that isn't yep. ex- easily accessible or like something didn't line up, and then I'm like, fuck. It can be like it's fucking time, man. They're yeah. just you know all time management. Down. Well, all I've been re- down, well, it comes down to Blade Runner, you know. <laughs> Yes, everything Roy comes Batty, down. Roy Batty's up there, uh, up at the top of, um, oh God, what's the name of the, Tyrell Corp. Tyrell, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's grabbing the, he grabs the guy's like, I want more time, yeah, fucker. One, yeah, one more time, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's God, that movie's so good. Yeah, no, it's actually a good topic to talk about because I, um, I've been a bit obsessed with this book that um, Anthony Jones gave me. It's an audio book um, that I got. Um, and it's really, it's really cool. It's called Eat That Frog, mm-hmm. and it's all about um, time management and you know reducing the amount of procrastination due to like setting yourself up for success, like with lists and priorities and all that kind of shit. And it's yeah. it's really helping me a lot. Awesome. I, I think it's great to find tools like that. Uh, so good, man. So good. Uh, I just, uh, yeah. I don't know. It's just it's been really. 
it's been an eye opener for me because I just I feel like I've constantly fought with so much of this shit for so long without even knowing it, and then now having yeah. tools to fight it, it's like ah, uh, finally, it's like I've been trying to slay dragons with like a banana, you know. <laughs> <laughs> now I finally have like Zelda sword and just like fucking slicing and dicing. <laughs> <laughs> that's some nerd sherry there. That's some real nerd. That's it, man. That's, that's some, some nerd. Hot nerd. That's yeah, some that's hot some, nerd sherry that's there. Hot fucking nerd right there. <laughs> but I've got to I've got to do the same. It's like I'm. You know, all the stuff that we're talking about, I'm trying to, I'm going to come up against this big time, this, this, um, this, this battle. Um, cause right now I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to set myself up, um, this year so I can, you know, get myself into a position to work on the graphic novel. I mean, I don't know how the fuck I'm going to do it. I just <laughs> don't know how the fuck I'm going to do it. I've got excited it. for you. I'm excited myself too, but it's just right now I just cannot see the pathway. Yeah, like I, I, I've got a I've got a plan, and that's to basically you know do a bunch of work and get a nice little cushion so I can work on a bunch of pitch material or actually update the pitch material for it. Yeah, and um, you know I just don't know how the fuck it's going to happen. I I know it's going to happen. It's got I've got I hate to sound arrogant or something. I know that it's going to come together and happen. I just don't know how. I don't and, think that uh, sounds arrogant. You're just, you, yeah. I think I would honestly highly recommend this book to you. You use it. It's like the audio book is only two and a half hours, so easily you can easily get through it. Um, yeah. But if you're really listening to it and paying attention, it's taking me weeks to get through it because I I give thirty minutes a day and I sit there and I pull notes the whole time and really listen intently. But um. I'm still working on the last novel I talked to you about because it's like 500 pages. Yeah. <laughs> I saw it on my Amazon feed last time I was going to buy books. And I was like, I can't, I can't afford it. They just can't afford the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, so I want to, but I'm like, there's, I have like, I, I have this Carl Sagan book that I'm still trying to get through. And then the Michio Kaku book, that's fucking ridiculous. Yep. And then I have all these other things that I'm, I'm just like, shit. So I said no to myself for now, but I will get to it eventually. But it's but actually I think the most important book in for you right now would be this book I would think just personally because I think it would set you up for that possible like it would give you that sword you know what I'm saying like it, I don't know it gives it gives, might for me it's 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 really it's stuff I I know how to I I know how to knuckle down and and I think that's schedule. evident I think that's evident yeah yeah I can do that but it, the point is it's it's like right really what I'm facing is blood from a stone it's like the, yeah. really the crux of it is I need to get paid to yeah. work on it that's basically what it comes down to so I have to find somebody who's going to be willing to back it yeah and that's really what it comes down to um, after because right now the short term goal get the pitch material together and then start shopping it or do a Kickstarter. I think um, a Kickstarter would be really great for you. I think it would be really successful. It might, but it seems like that the groundwork for investment, like all like all the different things, that all the different products that you have to come up with to reward backers seems really fucking daunting. Really? Well, let's look at it. Let's look at it. So, like, if you were to make a graphic novel, so you'd have the novel itself. And sure. Then you'd have, what, prints as well, and then... Sure, prints, um, concept work, maybe I could do posters, you could do uh, maybe... Posters or prints are the same thing. Yeah, you could do that. Sure. You could do... Uh, do you do um, traditional art at all? I don't. I wish I did. But, no, I do... I'm fully digital. You think you could whip up some, like sketches as well to kind of sure. be because i think if you could do that you you just focus on three categories you'd have your book and then you'd have posters and then you'd have raw art and yeah. then people could back all three of those things and get like the grand slam and then like a phone call with you or something you know 
Yeah, because I'm. Then they I'm can star so in a porno special. with you. That's true. Yeah, yeah I could do like, like hot cybers. That could yeah. be like thousand uh, dollar, uh, you know, thousand um, dollar, you know, pledge. You know, yeah. hot, hot oral cyber. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think I think that seems totally um, within the reason because if you do the posters, you can use some of the art that you're already generating, and then yeah, you, that's you know, possible. I mean, there's, I mean, yeah, within reason, you know. Then, I, I think that's more than doable. It's just I have to get. I, I basically, I want. I, I have to just get the material, the pitch material together. And it, it, Kickstarter may be the way I'm doing it. I would love to do it through like a traditional backer, like you know, go to Dark Horse or sure. Um, you know, there are so many great publishers out there, but um, but you got to be cautious of the idea that what are they doing for you when you have a setup sure. and when you have something as strong as like what we have nowadays. And I'm not saying anything against Dark Horse or anything because I, I think that they've helped change people's lives they've given a lot of artists um uh living you know and i'm I think just giving you them an example i haven't really investigated them they just they were the first well yeah i know but i'm just, in, in general publishers and stuff like that but not all of them have the most intentional like good intentions and and some of them yep. will bust their ass and do amazing job and and fucking amazing i highly recommend that but i don't know who those people are necessarily but sure but there are guys that are just sharks and they want to make a dime off of your talent and abilities and i think yep. that's really where i feel that Kickstarter is successful, but at the same time, it could be very hard because, like, you don't—it's you, you know. It's like you are. I don't the, mind that. I, I'm, I'm, I'm more than welcome to that. I just, I'm very ignorant about how. It's like you know, how do you get the money? You know, how how do you get the how do you get the cash? Because th there's also there's there's two prong problem to it. It's like I need to get paid to work on it, and then yeah. I get need to get the money to print it. Yeah, you know? that's yeah. the problem. Is then you know you're talking about a 50k thing there to, to, to print the amount that uh, i'm hoping that it would do um yeah. so you know i'm you know did you do all the math like how much money you need to make and pretty all much stuff? it's yeah. like a, i think from what ballpark from what i understand it's about 20k to print to print uh like a, you know a reasonable amount yeah to get it to sell and um and 30k i'm thinking like 30 you know low you know 30k for a year's salary to work on it because it's going to take me a year and change to do it yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there you go. You have kind of an, uh, a, a number in your mind and what you yep. think is possible. And then you put all those things together. And, and, and uh, like I had, I bring him up a lot, but my friend Alex Preston, who did a Kickstarter for a video game that he was doing, and he was originally asking like 56000 or something. Then he he eventually got funded for 650000 Shit, yeah. So, you know, there, you never know, though. You know, you, you could go out there and people are like, oh, it's whack, and they don't want to back it or whatever, you know? Or people will be like, yeah. fuck, this is killer. I love this. I must have this book and spread it like crazy. And, yep, you know, yep. The, the, I've seen that. I've seen these crazy products where it's like they only need $9,000 to get it done. It's a black and white cartoon, and it's like $800,000 gold met. I mean, it's like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> you know? Exactly. You so, never know, really, you know? Like Anthony, yeah. Anthony Jones did it for, like, those lunch sketches that he was doing that eventually turned into Heaven's Hell that he's making the book out of. Oh, that looks so great, man. That looks so awesome. I can't wait till that comes out. Uh, yeah. What is this Brothers Harrow thing? The thing that... Uh, yep, yeah. I know his name now, Levi Petterfly. I hope he, I said it... I think I said it right. He's on. no! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God! Yeah, How no, dare he's, you! <laughs> he, uh, he's a really nice guy. And Anyway, his his um, his Avalon, The World Within, that shit looks incredible. Um, I think Adrian Smith is going to be coming out with fucking hate on Aunt Printed, and I, if he does that, that thing is fucking killer. Oh yeah. my god! The, how dare that guy do be so good at art? Oh my god! That's and fast too. 
Oh, he's so good. Yeah, he's so fucking good, and that comic is so awesome. It's got so much fucking grit and atmosphere. I hate him. Yeah, me too. Yeah, he's fast. (laughs) He's he's like, hey, I was sitting on the toilet with a little bit longer taking a shit with my iPad, and here's another page of the comic. It's like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, I was was dozing off, you know, feeding my dog, and I just decided to scribble with my pinky and. (laughs) <laughs> there's a concept sketch and it's like oh my god i fucking hate you i love it when guys are that good though they can channel themselves yes. into that category of just like they can just kind of breathe out the ideas in their head and you can really well, tell the like thing is he they make it look easy but i mean he's been doing what he's been doing for a very long time i mean that's, that's true. that is hard fucking work and you know people make it look so like Le- uh, like levi when he does his pot does his podcasts and um, you know, he makes it look so easy, but it's we're you're talking twenty change years of 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 devotion and love and and sacrifice to be able to do that. And um, you know, I think that's what part of what is uh, kind of created um, this like uh, there's like this atmosphere of anxiety among young artists now who uh, they see these guys do it so easily and they think that they should be able to do it so easily. Yeah, it, and, it's, um, uh, it, it takes de- you know a decade of just yeah, solid work. Yeah, it takes fucking decades. <laughs> yeah. it? it really and, does. Uh, you know that there's this. I don't know. It's just, there's this whole. Anyway, that's a whole other topic. But yeah, um, yeah. There's uh, those are. Yeah, I can't wait for those graphic novels to come out. I mean, go I haven't be, thought about be a part of buying it, a graphic novel in a long time. And when those come out, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna have to have them because they just look fucking beautiful. Yeah, and, and it's also really good to support these people that are doing yeah. it too. Like when Anthony did his Kickstarter, I was like, oh yeah, of course, of course, I'm gonna back that because when it comes sure. time to me wanting to do my own thing, I really hope that people will be like, just because it's cool, first off, and then it's awesome to support other artists, you know, like yeah. we, we can afford 40 bucks to, to pay another artist to sustain yep. this living for a year. Fuck it. Why yep. not? You know, we can all contribute. Mm-hmm. And if we can all contribute little bits here and there, it's like, what's 40 bucks a month to contribute to like 12 artists a year to support their living, to do what they really want to do to see their potential. I mean, that's really fucking exciting for me. I know. You know? And I can't, I can't wait. I mean, I'm, yeah, the brothers Harrow stuff looks, I mean, cause they're doing, it's like, I, I'm, I'm fucking so excited for him, but then I also want to strangle him too. It's like, oh god, you beat me to it. I mean, because they're doing these, they're doing these beautiful novels where it's like every the frames are they're all movie frames. Yeah, it's it's not like it's not like a comic book set up into little panels and things like they're doing. It's all six by you know sixteen by nine um, letterbox. And they're doing it in a cinematic format. I'm like, oh my god, that's it, because that's what I that's that's what I want to do too, and it's so awesome to see some, some they're taking this total cinematic approach to graphic novels like it, having it unfold like a movie and that's been my vision for such a long time and god it's, it's just so exciting to see this stuff come out and yeah uh, i think dave repose is doing some stuff as well which is always exciting skull and shark man i can't uh, wait till so fucking, cool he's, dad he's doing black witch yeah which yeah. is looking beautiful as well too black so. witch is looking fucking awesome yeah. um he's got a bunch of other stuff he said there's um um there's star yeah, the Starville thing that he's doing. It's really cool. It's kind of real cool, like vintage Mobius kind of feel to it. Yeah, the colorways and stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Old school style. Oh yeah, man. There's awesome. But it's just really cool to see people doing what they want to do, and I, and and I, like I said, I'm not opposed to it. Like, um, no, I don't think it's wrong. And in, in like when it comes down to me making the Lost Boy thing, I'm definitely going to consider yes, both options. Yes, yes, that's you know, right. So. I, wanted to, I wanted to ask you about it, but I don't know how much you wanted to expose. Because oh, it doesn't it matter. Looks, it looks great, man. I mean, I have to, I'm going to make you talk about it because I love the, uh, 
I love the grittiness of it. I like the I like the uh, slam punk kind of um, <laughs> edge to it. It's like I see I, these. They remind me of like I think we were talking about this the other day, where it feels like I'm walking around this like monolithic future, dark gritty city, and like I see a flyer for a band taped up <laughs> somewhere, and it's like one of your one of your lost boy pieces. <laughs> that's perfect, man. Yeah, that's, that's what it feels. That's what they feel like. You got a really good feel to them. Uh, thanks, man. Well, I just. Uh... Yeah, it's just having fun. I'm really just trying to pay homage to all the stuff that I love, you know. Yeah. And and when I sit down to draw, like when I finally have time to do that, it's like I just want to, I just want to get all that I, like that energy out, you know. Like mm-hmm. I'll, I'll sit down and watch like anime while I'm working, and I just get all these ideas, and I get excited, and I'm like, oh yeah, like his arm could do like this and be like that, and and I've been kind of working out the story with some friends, and it's the story's coming along really cool, and it's been really interesting. And you see, I, I think talking about the inspiration for it is very important. And I hope that like there's a lot of young, um, starting off artists, or maybe even some vets. I don't know, because the inspiration you're how you're talking about is very important. I feel like this is something that's gotten lost these days. Is that, you know, you're you're going back to the source of all the things that inspired you, and you see a lot these days. And I'm, you know, I'm, look, I'm just as guilty of this, and I'm getting out of it. I'm, I'm I finally have seen it. I'm trying to kind of dial back and get out of it. But where the industry standard becomes the ultimate goal instead of doing this for the reasons that inspired you to, to begin with, uh, yeah. pursuing art. And, you know, it's like I was, I was um, doing, the, I was judging, I guess, for some, there was one of these online study groups and I was judging, you know, I, I was supposed to set the topic and the brief and um, they're to illustrate it and when i went to go talk to the people about their pieces i would ask them like you know what do you like about your what do you like about your art yeah and they didn't even know oh yeah you know, they don't good. know what they like <laughs> about their own art and i'd Ooh. say you know why did you get into this why do you want to do this and they didn't know it's like they just i'm like okay well, are you more concerned with creating something of projecting yourself into your work or are you more concerned with living up to the industry standard and they'd mm. say living up to the industry standard uh, yeah, yeah and um i see this all the time yeah, it's a big living. thing it's a big trend yeah yeah, yeah. That's, I, I feel like i see a lot of this where there's this um paralysis to um do the industry standard and not just be yourself and um it's a bummer I, I, well i think it's scary to be yourself you know it's easier to be like well this guy's really big let's just come and follow him and and because i really want a job and that makes sense but, well sure we all ape our heroes and i don't think sure. there's anything wrong with that but there comes a point to where it's like, okay range. what's me yeah know? yeah that's where i think i'm really getting at. after like the the 270th drawing of the lost boy thing i was like oh okay my style's coming out like i can't draw as good as otomo as much as i'd like to I, yes, not, but do you have to? Exactly. That's the point. That's what I was yeah. going at. I was like, well, it doesn't matter because this it looks it looks okay. It's okay. You know, I can I can right, I can right, deal with yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, the thing it's, is, yeah, you got to look at it for what it is instead of incessantly comparing it. Yeah, that to was the other stuff, and yeah, I feel that's why I try and shelter myself as much as I can, quite honestly, from 
online art communities. That's good. I mean, it's 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 a bummer because yeah, there's a lot of really great things to get out of it. But at the same time, you're like, for me, it's like I'm a kid in the candy store. When I see some really awesome art, I I know that I could create something similar. So I'm like, sure. oh, that looks fun. I want to draw a robot now because that's like, sure, I, can, I could just sit all day and draw a fucking killer robot, you know? Or yep. like like Aaron Beck and I, we've been t- draw, talking about drawing cars and stuff because I love cars and and I don't have like a project car right now like he has. And I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna draw like my own car just for fun you know and that and that that's just kind of been like a fun distraction just to have like i think that's great because i don't see anybody else really doing that you know and it's like that's you that's something you really love and that's what i mean it's like that's why we see so much of the same content because people are just kind of like they're afraid of getting rejected and you see this i mean it, it also ties into a lot of like people incessantly posting works in progress and never finishing anything yeah that's they want a the quick hit they want the quick attention they say you know should i finish it what do you think and it's like who the fuck cares what people think man it's like what do you think yeah what do yeah. you think of your art why don't you finish it why don't you ask yourself should i finish this instead of going out to the fucking community and saying should i finish this who gives a fuck what they think yeah you know? yeah. yeah you finish it do you love it do you like your own art do you like the direction do you like it for what it is or do you think it sucks? It's like people don't ask themselves these things. I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, smack anybody around or like, you know, harsh on anybody who does this kind of stuff. But more often than not, I'll, I'll talk to people about this and they don't even fucking know how they feel about their own art. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. I think it's key to know. You know, I think, I it's, think so too. I think, I think when I look at something on my own, I go like, that sucks or that sure. looks too much like that. But then... I think that um, it's good to be honest with yourself because I think good art takes honesty. But then at the same time, you, you can't just like leave it at there. You got to be like, well, it's time to fix it, or it's time to, to move on, or try something else, or whatever. You know, well, it's, that's when I think you get a you get a critique from somebody you trust. You don't just don't sure. lay it on the fucking altar of the artistic community. <laughs> oh, like, yeah. What should I do, guys? It's yeah. like no, no. You go to somebody you fucking trust who yep. you know is going to be like, well, you know what? I think you could have done better here. You know, like I go to Dave, like reposa you know yeah. when i finish something or if i'm stuck or got a great i do a sketch i say you know what do you think do you see anything that's out of place or weird and i know dave will be honest with me yeah he's very direct and honest actually that's a good thing you bring up because when i was doing the metal gear solid poster of solid snake uh i was kind of like lost in it and i and i asked him for notes and he gave me a note and uh it was good it was a good note but it was very dave reposa and i was like I just stuck to my guns and i finished it the way i would and and at the end i was very happy that i did because as amazing as Dave is and as much of a fan of I, of his art as I am, I, like, I realized that I I found myself in my own like weakness, I guess, if that makes any sense. Like, it I totally f- does, and he would be the first person to say that's awesome that you figured it out on your own. Of course, because, yeah, it. instead of just copying what I was mentioning, you know, and then so... Right. he'd be so the deep- first person to say, I'm glad that you discounted what I said and figured it out. I mean, totally. that's... Yeah, that's that's why I go to Dave. You know what I mean? That's why I go to him. Or yeah, he's about he's about getting it done. You know, exactly. he's about getting the workout and and doing an amazing job of it. You know, and and it shows. But he's also he, he's he's about having it be from you. You know, being it having it be a self contained um, projection of yourself. You know, warts and all. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, that's true, and 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 just like we like that in his work, he likes that in other people's work. I think exactly. it, it feeds. It's a two-way thing, you know. So because yep. he would. I'm trying to get out of that. I'm trying to dial back. Like I've I've gotten way too in the weeds of being photorealistic, and it's like I've looked at the past couple pieces. I haven't put them up yet or anything like that because they still have to be released for, for retail. And I mean, I like them, 
but I'm like, okay, I'm getting too into, the, I'm getting way too into the photo texture stuff. I got to dial it back, and and but I think those are important discoveries to make. You know, yeah. is um, you know, it's like you got to balance. You know, it depends on what your goals are too. It's like I don't think that having the industry standard being a goal, if depending, you know, having that be your your um kind of like the brass ring if you want to do like movie concept work um or uh, any other kind of you can't be just you know if you've got a specific goal to work in a specific niche within the industry i don't think that that's 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 bad you know it shouldn't be just uh, all pursuing your unique voice some people may not want to yeah that's, and that's true. fine just as long as it's honest yeah you know? yeah um just as long as you're being honest with yourself about it because you know, I, I, I've said to a lot of the people I talked to, like, you know, why don't you explore different styles? It's like, you know, have you ever seen any of the sketches from, like, some of the old Disney movies? They're fucking Oh, beautiful. God. Amazing. They're, yeah, fluid, liquid lines, and it's cartoons. And it's like, you some know. Some of the best shit. Because yeah, they're in their element, though. They were zoning, you know, like, heavy. Sure. They were just in their mode, in their element, just jamming, you know? Like, that was... Yeah. But the oh, point, okay. point being is that you got to look at for what it is, and you know, forget fuck the industry standard. Yeah, exactly. Why don't, ex- why don't you explore what you really like? Your standard, yeah. Your standard, and yeah. then when you go out there, you create your own fucking standard that other people are going to chase after. You know, be a leader, don't be a follower. Yeah, you crush it that way. I've uh, that's a hundred percent where I feel that I'm trying to be in that realm where I'm just sure. like, I don't really care. Like you know, like that. That was actually the big crux of actually what created lost boy was uh i got invited i think i told you this story i got invited to be in that book nothing but mech and it's filled with just really oh, amazing cool. really <laughs> amazing really amazing stuff and i was like so yeah. honored and and i was like fuck what am i gonna do and i yeah, started getting nervous like awesome book man I, I can't wait to see some of the sni- some of the snippets i've seen that that's some fucking incredible work. It's killer there's some really awesome artists in there there's some really amazing stuff some of my favorite g- dudes out there that are creating stuff and I knew that I, I just wanted to, not just to be different for different sake, I was like, I want to tap into like, oh, me, you know, like who I am. Right. And yes. so when I look at the book, it's like a very stark contrast against everything else, which is great. It gives the book variety and and then it gives me a chance to be myself, you know? So instead yep. of, because I can do the photo mashing stuff and the sure. texturing and the painting and stuff, like that's fun too. I love to do that as well. But It's lots of fun. I love it all really, to be yeah. completely honest. Sure. But, but, yeah. I lo- but I love drawing too. Like I love yep. just drawing and then getting lost in the lines because it becomes hi- hypnotic, you know, when you get oh, really yeah. into it. And so I think at, at the end of it, I just learned how to just, even with the Dave Raposa thing, like, uh, you know, I got a critique from one of my favorites uh, in art it, and, and, and uh, and I dismissed it, not in the sense that it wasn't good, but because I needed to fail and find my own path, you know? Exactly. I can't, yeah, yeah I can't agree with you more on that. Is Man, it's is like, you know, I think we talked a little bit about this last time, but, you know, everyone wants to strut around that they're awesome all the time and stuff like <laughs> How that. Dare they? You know, it, when you're awesome all the time, when you're a master, you don't learn anything. You don't learn anything. Yeah, that's the whole thing with, like, jujitsu. That's how I connected. It's like when you're a black belt, like, that's it doesn't mean you're badass. It actually means you finally know jujitsu. It's, now it's time to give back to jujitsu by teaching or contributing to the technique. Exactly. And that's yeah. how I look at, like, with art, too. Like, I think I'm still, like, a white belt in art. You know, I still like I'm just a baby, and I haven't oh, figured Lord, it out. I, yeah, I don't feel like I'm anywhere near where I want to where I want to be. I, I that's would a good like thing to, to be, though. You know, it's a I, good, it's exciting. It is, it's, yes. It's, you know, it's like a, you know, the things that got me into this was and Corbin and, <laughs> Yeah, Corbin and Frazetta, and yeah. um, you know, uh, Alien Blade Runner, the thing. You know, those are the those are the things that got me 
um, into this and yeah. you know heavy metal magazine all that stuff that got me into it and um, you know I've I've let myself kind of get distracted and consumed with the process and with rendering I've gotten fall into all those traps mainly because it's fun it's like I have yeah. fun doing the rendering that's good stuff like that yeah it is good but it's like now I think it's time to dial it back and <laughs> be just and 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 more and focus more on the mood and and story um aspects of it and sometimes you have to be a little you have to be willing to let things be dirty and uh, uh looser yeah i look i look yeah and i totally agree and i look at guys that really manage to capture original thought and creativity quickly like i look at like what mobius was doing when he was creating sure. all this stuff for um the concept with jodorowsky for um fucking the dune movie and then all his comics yeah. and stuff and 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 what's really interesting is is it's just simple lines but he's able to really capture the dimensional shape of things you know um he can project himself i mean that's yeah, the best. yeah and we yeah. talked about we talked that about last time yeah, is, yeah. Uh, is successfully projecting your will um into your art yeah 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 you absolutely. Know, how, and the the more successfully you can do that is the more people will respond to it and it doesn't necessarily mean your technique or your lines or your anatomy or your colors have to be perfect. No, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's one thing that I it kills me because I have to realize that I'm just not a technical dude like that. Right. So when I look at Otomo stuff, it's like, how how dare you? <laughs> exactly. You motherfucker. Yeah, just... But then I just appreciate it. I appreciate the fact that the dude um, spent that much time in, in, of his life, the whole decade of just basically doing one story that's massive and, and, and creating yeah. this thing and, and the, the, the devotion. I just have a ton of respect for that. I don't know if I have it in me personally, but, but because, but uh, maybe, you know, possibly if I can really focus, I know if I can really sit down and laser focus, I can do some crazy shit, Sure. but it's just so hard because I'm so distracted. <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's also like, you know, there's, there also isn't like a fluid, um, there also isn't a fluid, uh, you know, avenue between what you want to project and what you can create. Yeah. Um, you know, that's, you know, that's the crux. That's what all, we all bang our heads against is that yeah. we have this idea, um, in our head and we, we try and project it and get it out. And it changes so much down the line. <laughs> it changes so much and something you've got to compromise and, yeah. you know, sometimes there'll be happy accidents. Other times you'll be like, Oh, I'm not getting what I want. And it's, <laughs> That's probably the perfect example that I can use of what we were talking about before. Like, for instance, the art mirroring how you, how you um, attack reality. Like, you know, you have this idea of how it should be, and the more that you try and uh, uh, you try and force your will upon what you're doing, the worse it gets. It's yeah. like, you know, we've all encountered that 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 thing where we try and uh, we're trying to. We're working on something, and it's just not what's happening, and we're not looking at the fact that it's the arm that's throwing off everything, not the face. So yeah, we're exactly. incessantly trying to change the face and the head to make sure <laughs> that it works, but it's not. It's the it's the length of the forearm and the arm that is fucking up the rest of the piece. And yeah. you realize it, and then you realize you've got to trash the entire face. Like You, you basically you, you, you hit the wall and realize that how you're – just because you want it to work and you think it should work and it should work a certain way, you come up against the reality that it doesn't work. 
Yep. And um. And what you're saying, all these things that you're saying, it you only understand these things through the act of experience. You know, the action right. of actually sitting there, and the shitty part of dealing with that. You know, yep. which is not. It's not. It's not rewarding, and what you're talking about is compromises and stuff like that. I think I think what defines a really good artist, though, is his willingness to compromise in certain things. There's certain key aspects of it. Willing to destroy too. I mean, totally like, I willing Jason, to be like fuck it, you know, like. Huh. Yep, Jason Chan. I think I forget where he said there, where I read him said that. I think he's. It was something the along the lines that you have to be willing to destroy stuff that isn't working in your pace, and that is so fucking right. I think that's probably some of the best advice. I've ever heard other than you should do this and should approach it like that. It's like, no, you need to be willing to trash stuff. Yeah. It's not working. Even if you like it, even if you've got something that you like, you know, just because you like it doesn't mean that it's right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, uh, it's tough to come up with, but you gotta be, you know, I hate to use the word bravery because it's like, you know, we're drawing. Yeah, right? exactly. You know? That's what, isn't it weird how like, uh, how much trickery is involved with this stuff it's it's so it's so tricky you know yeah, like it, it, it will it will like because we're so emotionally engaged we're like we're like theme we're like um um what are you, with those actors method actors we're like method right. actors in our own worlds or like you know if i'm i'm holding this sword and i'm drawing it intensely my face is like moving oh yeah it, we know? get so uptight uh, about yeah. gotta get these tits right up <laughs> this is i am i get so fucking uptight about this stuff and it's like you that's what I mean by metacognition, by stepping back and looking at how you think about stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's that's um, really the key. That's that's the I think that's the deciding factor between a master and a and a and a and a noob, I guess, if that makes sense. Sure. It's it's the mindset of it all. It's the way of creating masterwork, but it's a way of like it's the way you think, you know. So That's what I think too. I you know, I'm more into asking myself how is it wrong instead of it, you know, yeah, that looks right. Yeah, that looks really right. I'm more, I'm more eager to see where I'm wrong. And, and uh, one of the th- positives of working with photos uh, is, is that I might be able to see how my values are wrong. And I've been able to see so much of what I'm doing is wrong. And um, it's been really fun to see that. And, uh, and it makes me wonder, like, how did I fucking accomplish anything? <laughs> so fucking off. I think it's persistence, so yeah. it must be. Yeah, it's persistence, and just you know, like you get up and you do it. You know, like there's no you don't. You're not like I'm not going to do this today. You you're just like you know what? It's my intention today. I must sit down and fucking do it. And yep. uh, the act of doing is is much stronger than the act of just you know not basically. You know, and I think you show up, you do your job, and you know. Every day, if you just, it's, I think that's that one thing that I gained from this book that's really amazing. If you're out there listening to this too and you don't know about this book and you have a problem with procrastination, I highly recommend it. It's helping me like crazy. I'm going to start like an Oprah Winfrey book club for the podcast. <laughs> it just helped change people's life and, and actually give these, these fucking writers and publishers some fucking coins so they can keep making good stuff, you know? I think part of the, I think part of the, uh, the procrastination angle, I think, is fear of failing. Oh, yeah. You're going to fail like a crazy motherfucker that when you do this stuff though and it, yeah. and 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 it's it's weird i was actually talking i was thinking about that because i'm working on this really big project and when i hit when i have i get critiques only i i, I allow certain critiques from a certain amount of people mm-hmm. but the certain people when they when they really tear at the core of what's really wrong like i tend to just kind of laugh inside and go oh, you know like they got it you know and how could yeah. i miss that but then it hurts as much as it hurts the, it it makes me realize that it's good that I hurt before it because yep. I'm, a, yep. I'm I'm ready to change it you know and I have to exactly and that's I think you're absolutely right I think the 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 difference between the boys and you know the men or whatever whatever analogy you want to use Wisdom is men. that is the willingness to say 
is to uh, be wrong and to be willing, more willing to, uh, to get in there and try and fix it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what really, because then you're putting the art number one instead of how making your ego number one. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. How tricky is this, man? It's a perfect, it's like this amazing, like, meal, you know, and, and, and every time you go to this restaurant, you want this amazing meal, and you go there, and the chef might be sick, and some other bozos is back there, and he doesn't get the recipe right, <laughs> just perfectly right, and you're like, hey, this sauce doesn't taste right, and and and, and it ruins the rest of the experience if you're not cautious, so it's like, yep. it's this perfect, you know, combination, it's like, you know, you have a good comfortable chair, and a good working environment, good tools, you know, um, good know-how, a good imagination which comes from just um, really paying attention to the fucking world around you in general at large, yep. you know, um, yep. and mostly just nature and being curious about like science and the world. Oh, yes. Basically. Curiosity. Yeah. Yes. Profound curiosity is probably it's one of the things that will serve you most in life. It's know? like you're talking about your daughter. Like how beautiful is the innocence of curiosity at that age? You know, it's like, oh, yeah. it's like, fuck, you have like you building worlds without any kind of like. Oh, that's too much like Blade Runner, you know, like you're not thinking about stupid shit like that you're just creating, it's you know. It's pure. Yeah, it's pure. Yeah. There's no other there's no one else but, you know, she's the she's the goddess of her own universe. Yeah. yeah. And that's really I think that's what's really funny though, um as I learn and study these films and artists and all this stuff is it's almost like the magic there's a point where the magic is like, "Ah, I'm I'm becoming a magician too. I understand how you're doing that trick." The point of the next level, I think, is like, okay, I'm jaded, I know all the tricks, and then the next one is like, it's time to make real magic, like real fucking magic. It's time What's to go back to that of... childhood, you know? It's time to go back to that kid who has had that imagination with G.I. Joe's and was like creating worlds and having a blast doing it. That's really where it is because i i worry that i get too jaded on certain things sure know? and what i categorize old, what's, shit, you know? what's the old adage is that the, don't the be a jaded asshole a drink, the drink <laughs> takes a drink and the drink takes the man oh yeah i've heard of that is that's like that's like a line from a uh, fucking big lebowski isn't it i think it's an old japanese proverb hmm. um it's a good one I, I i think that's what it is but i i know what you're talking about where it's like you get uh so wrapped up in the in the in in the process the execution your knowledge it's like your knowledge gets to a point where you're it's like you're you're instead of relying on your enthusiasm and intuition you start relying on the knowledge that you've gained from running into brick wall after brick wall because of the enthusiasm you know yeah and That's you start good... pulling on that. It's just you get you basically just become more mature. And with more mature, uh, you become with creating. It's like the more aware you are of the pitfalls, and you become. It's this really weird dance where you've like, you want to create something that's pure, but then you know you also have to watch out for the pitfalls. And you can get too consumed with avoiding pitfalls to the point where you make something that's very sterile yeah. and spiritless. Yeah. Absolutely. And, um, I'm running into that right now. I've done a couple pieces, and I, I have to I have to be honest with myself and look at them and say, you know, they're well executed, but they're spiritless. Yeah. Well, and um, I think it's really important to um, to face those things because I think the more you try and run away from that is. So you're not making art, though. You're just you're not you're, making art. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. just. Like, well, I mean, you're making art, but you're not making your true 
intent you know i guess well you maybe you are maybe your true intent is to run from it you know like so sure. that's when it becomes like a very confusing thing but i think what we what we're talking about is true art is like you're not making true honest intentional art that you your real core itself is is your intentions were for you know like yeah and i think that and i think that what you're talking about with like people that you've talked to that they don't know when you talk to them, like, oh, I just, I'm just drawing it for the industry standard. Now. They, it's, it's not so much they don't know, is that they've forgotten. Yeah, which they've is unfortunate. They've forgotten the things that's inspired them, and they get caught up in how everyone else is doing, and and the need to compete. And, and listen, I don't think that that's bad. That's how that's how that's I, a stage. Sure, that's how I got. Um, how I got going, I'd look at other people and say, I can fucking do that. I can yeah. put that motherfucker down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can do that. You know, I, it started off as being, you know, wanting to one up my heroes. And I think that that's healthy. I think having a competition and having other people be better than you yeah. and looking at it and getting frustrated. I think those are all good things because they motivate you yep. to dig deep. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I think well, that they say contrast for you. You know, to, to, to be like, okay, well, this guy, he knows how to do it, you know, so it sets a contrast for you to, to go against, you know? Sure. Yeah, I, I, I mean, there are so many things that get us here, and um, it's so hard. So many things. Yeah, it's, it's hard to, uh, it's hard for me to say, well, you know, this guy is, I can't really, I, it's hard for me to sit here and say, well, these people are doing it wrong, or you're approaching it wrong, because there are so many things that I did wrong, where I had to learn, you know, whether it was making the industry standard more important than creating. Um, you know, I had to I had to run into all these pitfalls, too. So that's why I don't run around trying to correct these people. Sure. I mean, who you know, are like you, they, you know, and who yeah, am who I? Am I? You know, and exactly. they've got to figure it out, too. If I sit here and tell them. No, you, they, you, yeah, you have to, they have to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, right, yeah. right. And that's. Good art is through action, you know. It's through right. It's through, it's through suffering. It's yeah. through suffering. And, yeah. uh, you know, that's I think that these drawing group, groups are good. I. Uh, you know, I think that they're they're good, but it's like when they become the the be all end all yeah. of like competing just within the group and becoming uh, whatever within the group. I, I think may, you might be starting to lose focus there. Yeah, you know, you, know? you gotta you gotta compete against the world in a sense where it's healthy. You know, like where you yeah. look at yourself. I mean, when that's why I think that's what's interesting about the Kickstarter thing. I always try to bring it up is because it's really at the point where like if you if you think your art's good enough you can test it on that level, you know, like yeah. that's a big test. That's a scary thing to be like, Oh hell yeah. Hey, here's me. Here's my fucking honest intent. Um, do you guys like it enough to, to support it on a, sure. on a, almost a personal level? That's a really, um, honest and direct, uh, way of transit of, of Oh yeah. And that's I'm a very, to fail. I'm, a, I'm expecting <laughs> to fail. When I, well, oh, I am. I am. Well, I, I'm I, backing I, yeah. it. So you'll have my back. Well, I, that so there you would go. be very sweet of you, uh, and that's very kind but of you. We can have you on the podcast, and we can promote it, too. You know, I can so pimp it. You yeah. can pimp it. You can pimp it hard. We can talk about it, get people excited about it. thing because is, I, you can't pimp it too much, because then you start annoying the crap out of people. You just do one pimp. You do one pimp thrust. <laughs> you do one pimp thrust, and one that's it. One pimp limit. Is yeah. That like a one pump chump? You get a... Okay, you can do two pump chump. Two pump chump. <laughs> not done. Right. No, but I and that's that's a whole other thing. Yeah, when you yeah. when you exhaust people of their patience, that's just being rude. Um, and I think that sure. that can be very uh, over promotion is so bad. That's why I try and lay low until I have something that I think you is have worth to, though. 
Yeah, I think you shouldn't even do the Kickstarter until you have at least 20 to 40% of the fucking thing done, you know, because then you're like, or at least if you get past the 50 mark, if you can, then you're like, well, or you get close to it because then you're like, well, at least I've gotten a, de- a decent chunk of it done, even if it's just the promotional stuff, you know, like I've got yeah. some posters and stuff because you'll kick your, you'll, you'll shoot yourself in the foot. I'm, I'm going to have Anthony Jones on. Uh, maybe tomorrow or some t- something, but we're, but we're going to talk about what his success with Kickstarter has led him to, and, and some of the issues that he's had personally. Yeah, with, I, I'm, I'm oh, going to be I'm going to be queuing in on that show. I think you really the- dig it because it's it's getting. He's the one that brought me into that book, and he's we're going to have a real honest talk about like you might think that when you have success like that, that it's like oh, it's you know, it's it's actually even worse. You know, sometimes. Oh sure. Yeah, because it's like you thought you wanted that, but then you realize how much power. And how much time it takes, and then you know, if you want to make something great, you want to, it takes a lot of greatness to make something great, you know. And oh yeah. And and he's kind of like myself, where um, it's almost like I know I need to do that thing, but I decide to do three other things, you know. Sure. And that that one thing just haunts me, you know. And and so he's getting a better grasp on it. But I really wanted to have him on again just to yeah, talk that's about gonna that. Yeah, that's going to be a cool show. I, I I personally, I I've got a lot of ideas. I've got a lot of story ideas. But this for this. For this story, I, this is something I've been building and th- and thinking about for probably about five years now. Perfect. Yeah. So, um, I mean, not adding to actually a lot of the art that I've already done for it is going to have to be redone because mm-hmm. my skills have changed. I create completely differently now. Yeah. Um, so, you know that that's part of it. I, I'm I'm not the t- the the um, I'm not intimidated by um, the amount of work. That's going to be needed to be done. What I'm intimidated by is their time constraints. That's what <laughs> yeah. frustrates me. Is the is being shackled by time and 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 finances. That's those are always the two problems for me. Is like being able to fund the endeavor and being able to get the time to do the endeavor. Um, that's yeah. really the, the two. I've got this. I've got the whole story written out. Um, in my head, really, because I haven't had the time. <laughs> I got to keep. Uh, I got to keep the bread and butter coming in. You know. Yeah. That's the problem. Is I need to get paid to make the motherfucker. I think so. you really like this book. You gotta get it. You gotta get the audio book of this thing, and you just listen to it while you're working, and use it yeah. for notes. I think it'll, it'll give you all the stuff that you need. Because I have the same thing. I would say the same thing. Like, oh, I have the story. It's in my head. But then look at us. We're spending all this time on a fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> see, we're fucking. See how it is. We're fucking fucking ourselves over, man. Well, I think it's part of it. I mean, but this is fine though. This is like guilty pleasure stuff, you know, for me. Yeah, at we're least. talking about something that you know, it's it's like once in a you know once in a while I have some free time. Sure. Do. Yeah. I mean, it's been we it's spend been the months. rest of our days humping on whatever it is we're humping on. You know. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, hopefully, hopefully. Commission of the day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I'm just. I, I think it's funny because. Because I always catch myself being hypocritical of my own self, and I'm always like, "Well, shit! Like, why am I doing this when I'm saying that I need to do this?" You know. So. Yeah. And 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 I try to always stand by. That's that whole man thing, you know. Like I try to stand by what the hell did I say I'm gonna men, do? You know. Men, 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 men. men. <laughs> that's the man song. We can have that introduce the podcast. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, can men, men, yeah. men, 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 <laughs> men, men. That's all. That's the lyrics. Is just one three-letter word, and it's loop it. Just loop that shit. <laughs> Throw it in oh the my. mix. Well, speaking of, dude, I got to probably. Five o'clock. Yeah, it's time for you to go yeah. take care of some kids. It's time for me to push some pixels around. Yeah, actually, I got to go to work. Actually, my oh. wife has uh, my wife has had off um, this week, 
spring right. break. So Party time. Um, that's why it's been great to catch. I, it's the only time I could really ever do something like this. Has been like the first one we did was on Christmas break and this yeah. was on spring break. So um, we'll do the next yeah, it's one nice on to Christmas break. Get a little break. bit of extra time. Get a little bit of extra sleep. Yeah. So can, and it's so much easier to work. I mean, if you anybody listening out there, man. Oh my God, I hate to. I'm not saying these aren't absolutes either, but I've a huge difference for me is being staying hydrated, eating right, getting plenty of sleep. Not being those on things, mono. He was on mono last time. Well, those things have helped me out drawing and working more than anything else, more than like mainlining caffeine or as working as much as possible. Uh, I can't, you know, those things, if I could pass on anything, it'd be, it's that. Taking care of those basics, you'd be shocked at how much. Oh, yeah. Your everything you improves, you know. You give yourself enough recovery time and proper nutrients, you're fucking, yep. you're, you're way more ahead of the game. I know, because the, the tendency is to, you know, run your off into the fucking pit you know yeah but, um, <laughs> but that's actually hinders you and that's my problem i throw myself I, I, every fucking week it's stupid guilty. I, well, I i'm guilty too four right? hours of sleep and like last night i was like ah oh, man yeah i'm <laughs> guilty i do i mean when my you know when i'm not on vacation guilty you know I, I get five hours of sleep a night you know it's just it's just part of the job you know but uh it makes a huge difference when you can get some rest and attack this shit that's well yeah <laughs> yeah well i think that's i mean that's a good that's a good advice for everybody you know like i think that's a big thing that's actually big in the book too and it's big in all these books about success it's like you know recovery time and all that crap you know it's just, yep it's good to have it and it's important stuff and we all you know we're guilty myself included of not getting enough of it so oh yeah yep yep, yep. but fucking hey we'll do this is part two and yep. I, I see us having a part five <laughs> yeah, down the road it was just part 10 you're gonna be a, a regular uh you know um what do you call it resident here at the at well the collective. you know it's funny you say that because i think um uh, i'm i don't I, this is the last one of these i plan on doing for not not necessarily between me and you i just mean uh in general like i i, I like doing interviews but um I like, I think, you know, less is more type so, thing. Yeah, it's so time for you to put some work in on your book, you know? Yeah. yeah, I think it's time to also dial back. Sure. Um, the presence a little bit. Um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, a, I've got a couple of interviews out there. I think that's probably pretty good. Yeah, and that's you have the podcast amount. too. You're giving a lot of time, you know, so. Yeah, I think it's time to scale back now. There's some, you know, there's some other great players who are, who are coming up and, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to just kind of like hanging back and knuckling down on this on this thing. And, I think uh, that's good. And I think that's yeah. going to help you get get what you need out of it too. So, I hope so. And I respect yeah. that. And you know, whenever you ever want to come back on, and if you get the Kickstarter going when you do, and then you know, if you ever want to help promote it and get people kind of in the know of what it, you're doing, like absolutely. Uh, this is another vessel for for exposing talent and and getting other people out there to see things and to support things that they love. So. You know, whatever I can do to help out with that. I'm well, you've already done. You've already done plenty, man. It's just a pleasure to be on. Like I said, I, I feel very privileged uh, that you know, that you know anybody in this business, or uh, is interested in, in what I have to say, especially the kind of life I live. I'm shocked that anybody is interested. In what yeah, I, I think it's killer. Say. Yeah, I think it's killer, and you're onto something right with uh, your mantra and the way you you look at things so yeah no i, I hope so i like i like to think so and I, I i hope that you know whatever it is i've got to offer i hope others um that's the whole point 
really do in the interviews is I have you know I don't I don't really have a need to promote myself. Yeah. Because I'm um I'm out there already. I mean I'm I'm, I'm visible. People know who I am, and I'm very grateful for that. But I don't need to promote myself, and I, I'd rather you know try and do the interviews to um just pass on shit that has been so good and transformative and made such a huge difference in my life. Um, I'm hoping that these things will um, will help somebody else out because there are other tool-using apes out there. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, man. I agree. I agree mm-hmm. wholeheartedly, man. Yeah, dude. There's a lot of good stuff and it's and it's and I just, I think I'm you know, I want to say thanks again for your time, and I th- and I know everybody else did. There was a high demand to have a number two, That's part great. two. I'm, so. I, yeah, thank you guys. It's it's a pleasure for me to do this, and uh, I love y'all. Oh damn! There you go. Big hug from Big Brad. <laughs> Big hug. He's got long, luscious hair, and he's he's giving out <laughs> hugs, and he's kicking gargoyles off his roof so that right. we can connect the the Wi-Fi's and stuff. So hey, somebody's <laughs> got to do it, man. It's somebody is. You think it's easy pimping this? It's not. But somebody has got to fucking do it. <laughs> Killer, man. Well, dude, right, dude, thanks again for your time, and I'll just I'll send you some text messages as, as things do, progress. Man. <laughs> Same to Please you, man. The, uh, the pleasure is mine, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right, buddy. Have a good All one. Right. Later, man. Later.